0: As you may remember, we recently, you and I, went to a super fancy occasion of my younger brother's stag day. Yeah, we did. And you yeah. you did good at the bowling. I didn't, but I did bowl 69. <laughs> so that felt like a victory. <laughs> yeah. I used to be good at bowling a long, long time ago. And then it turns out that if you don't go very often, you get pretty bad all of a I sudden. I mean, that
1: is a real surprise. I am surprised by that. That I used to be good at bowling? Uh, both that you used to be good, but also that if you don't play for a while, then you lose all skill you once had. It's not like riding a bike.
0: N- bowling and bike riding, two very different things. Can well, you can't, confirm.
1: You can't fall off when you're playing bowling. so oh, I, I almost managed. <laughs> it's it's tr- pretty close. So, stag
0: doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you left early because you forgot you had a wedding to go to. To
1: be fair, like, just just as well for an excuse for everybody who has been listening uh, or has been awaiting this uh, new episode. <laughs> I've not really been around. Colin's been gone for a month. I know, like the last time we recorded was literally over three weeks ago. We could have recorded on stag
0: day, but that would have required not doing bowling. And everybody knows (laughs) that bowling is the best thing in the world that everyone should absolutely do with all of their spare time. Do
1: you know what I was most annoying? Well, sorry, there was was multiple things. But uh, just being reminded that actually I properly suck at bowling. You're not bad. Did you see me? I have never been good. You've cracked, I've never been you good at bowling. If you've cracked a hundred in your life, that makes you good at bowling. I don't. Bowling. I don't think I did. Oh, in fact, I did in the first game. Exactly. Still lost though, man. You've cracked a hundred once in your life. That means you're good at bowling. <laughs> I think my technique of just funnel all my anger into an arm movement was the wrong way to go. You were you were going you were going so to speak maximum velocity. What well, with zero control. Yeah. Okay, we looked through the stats, and I had the average highest speed of balls, which is great, but still the, don't win. The ball speed was very high. Ball speed was fa- I was fast. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, I was pleased about that. So, so if <laughs> yeah, if the competition, how heavy the
0: balls are that you can use, you're, the balls you are able to use are really heavy because you're a big lad. The velocity and the mass, that is some maximum pin damage. We're
1: talking about (laughs) lots of damage with
0: that ball speed and mass.
1: I mean, if if the competition was who had the average highest ball speed, then I won that. I did win that. Who had the average
0: highest ball damage? (laughs) Colin had the most damaging balls. (laughs) Anyway, you yeah, know we've been away for most of, I guess September and October, because Colin has actually literally been away for most of September and October, and we haven't invested in good lapel mics. What, what, what would you have? Would you have done one remotely? If I had a good lapel mic, I would totally call you from wherever I was to do the podcast.
1: Oh yeah, okay, well, you could have done that actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, well, maybe that's something to consider for for a future episode.
0: Yeah, season two, we're gonna invest in. <laughs> portability so we don't have to just be sat in two separate offices to record this thing yeah
1: because literally i have to be here and i have just yeah. not been here but season two is like at least a year away so we got plenty of time to save up money perfect that's very true uh do you know how we uh also welcome to cease operate everybody this is episode 182 i think that
0: yeah something like that it's gonna be a bumper episode because we've been away so oh long and a lot of things happened because whenever we're away the world explodes and then whenever we're here consistently just nothing
1: happens nothing happens uh, i'm colin and he is james yeah i i'm very good at bowling <laughs> this is uh seesaw parade uh, scotland's longest running entertainment podcast with a season one now stretching 182 episodes season two coming next year uh welcome everybody thank you again for listening apologies for not being here but literally they don't have the setup in Crete or in Nice or in Madrid or in Stornoway. So, yeah. sorry, guys. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out eventually.
0: This this won't ev- this won't ever happen again. <laughs> okay, mark just, my words. Put that on the list of promises that we have definitely fulfilled on this show.
1: Let's just—I'll uh, give you this promise at least, James. I am in Scotland <gasps> until. December first, oh and goodness. then I am in uh, Sweden, and That's then like I'm almost two months. I know, right? So you've got at least rounding up to the nearest two months. You've got at least six consecutive weeks of Seesaw Parade to look forward to, everybody. Wow, I'm amazed. There we go, there we go, right, James? Um, do you know how we were? We invite people to review things other than just the movies and TV shows that they've watched. Yeah, they could review a, a childhood memory if they so pleased. <laughs> Uh, do you do you think it's ethical to steal reviews of people who we haven't actually asked permission to steal their reviews from, but they have listened to the show in the past? Yeah. Oh, you do?
0: Well, well ethical maybe isn't the correct word, but nobody's going to complain. And if
1: they do <coughs> complain, so be it. What are they going to do? Delete SoundCloud? <laughs> yep yeah. i'm with you on that james well um coming up on the show we're going to talk about some of the biggest uh, news stories over the last few weeks and the last uh, week in particular a bunch of trailers film news film reviews but let's start with said film review of joker now this came out uh, about 10 days ago and um has been dividing audiences and critics alike it came out initially at the venice film festival it premiered there won the golden lion awards had a massive standing ovation five-star reviews and then there was the backlash which people said actually no this is going to incite violence this is uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know standing up for the incel community it's um, giving validation said said a bunch of people who hadn't seen the film precisely so here are two (laughs) polarizing reviews of joker the first one is a stolen one from ross cray hi ross i hope you're well steal that review colin i believe in you okay here's ross here's his view he said saw joker tonight i know you've all been waiting for my hot take on it i thought it was horrendous bleak spent most of it waiting for it to be over incredibly suspect on a number of issues will probably have nightmares about clowns uh, there's not a but coming here, by the way. I hated it. It just left me miserable. And um, I'd almost go as far as saying I had a more pleasant experience at the dentist yesterday where someone put a needle, a drill, and a rubber sheet in my mouth. How big was the rubber sheet? That I mean, there are worse things to put in your mouth, uh, Ross. Take it from me. Yeah. Take it from Colin. Take, take it from me. Take it. From oh, me. to be
0: fair, I once... Uh... No, never, never mind. That's that. That's that. Is a story that requires too much time.
1: <laughs> Let's. Uh, let me give you my thoughts on Joker because whoa, I.
0: Whoa, whoa! I wanna, I wanna do a follow up, Mister Ross. Um. Okay. Uh, g- our dear friend, Mister Ross, if y- if you are listening, please let me know what issues you did have, because it's that was pretty vague, and I'd like to hear them. Yeah. Because the reviews for this film have been very interesting to read. In so, well, let,
1: let me give you mine. Yeah. Because. I have a different opinion to Ross. <gasps> Imagine. Which is, which is a surprise. I usually agree with Ross on a lot of things. That's why we call him Contrary Colin. <laughs> Absolutely. Or Contrary In for short. That's, uh, yeah, that's one of my many nicknames. So let's just, I'll start with with the, the, the easy points to make. Joaquin Phoenix is phenomenal. I can almost guarantee he will get at least a nomination for best actor. Yeah, and then he'll punch someone on the stage because it's such a violent experience. The film itself, I would be unsurprised if it was also nominated in best picture. Right. I am unsure if I'd use the word enjoyed. I'm unsure I would say I enjoyed the film. Did I appreciate it? Absolutely. Uh, Am I going to go and rush out and see it again? No, because I felt it was very unsettling. Right. It gets the film gets under your skin. Oh. And that in part is I believe due to the writing, uh due to Joaquin Phoenix's performance and the fact that he has done the classic Christian Bale lost a ton of weight. He's basically a skeleton with skin. Aren't we all? And his the physicality of that's very true. The physicality of his performance is oh, I thought he I thought he was sublime. I can see why people would have problems with the film. It deals with mental health and mental health issues too simplistically. It glosses over uh, a lot of things. And some people would say it's a validation of white guys who feel the world is against them and and then use violence as a form of retribution. Right. So whilst I am absolutely not in the camp of this is going to incite violence, because no, (laughs) it's not. That's ridiculous. In the same way that Schindler's List didn't invoke the beginnings of death camps again. I do feel that some audience members who see this film may feel like, ah, my story is finally being told. Though society has always looked down on me and downtrodden me, and I should do something about it, much like joker does in this movie it is i i thought it was excellent i did but i would not i don't know i would just i would i would wave a little red flag and say uh, just just a word of warning when you go into it because it's not it's not a black and white movie you will have people will have as you've seen very different opinions on this film yeah
0: And i think that's very fair i think the media in general should be embarrassed about how they built it up because if the film did end up having any violence caused it would be because the media predicted it people people fulfilling that prophecy but it's just a film and as far as I can tell because the reviews are so everywhere it's probably just one of those artsy films that you either enjoy or don't enjoy and that's just very normal for this um, breed of film and especially one that is set in a comic book universe if you're going for a controversial film, putting it in, an, in the
1: frame of Batman will only make it more controversial. A couple more details on that. It does the Joker narrative slash story justice. Uh, it touches on a few aspects of Batman and Gotham, which I will keep to myself. Um, but it's it's very well done. That aspect of it is. I'm sure it's an actual different take on the Gotham backstory, and
0: that's always welcome. If you're going to tell a story, just tell it. That, tell one that hasn't been told before, please.
1: It, it also, and this has been said in every single review I've read, it has a vibe of Martin Scorsese movies. Now, this is partly because Todd Phillips, who's the director, has very openly said that the inspiration for this film is a lot of early Scorsese movies. And Martin Scorsese himself was originally attached to co produce this film. So I can understand why people are saying it's very much like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and King of Comedy, uh, even though I've not actually seen the latter. The first two, I can definitely see where where they're coming from. Yeah, I, I do. No, sorry, one, final, one no. final point. I saw this on a Wednesday afternoon uh, and the film's been out now for nearly two weeks and the screening was absolutely packed. This film is making so much money. It's just grossed half a billion worldwide and its budget was... I think, a quarter that of Suicide Squad. Yeah. So maybe this is the, the route they're going to go down from now on.
0: I mean, it, c- it could be. Uh, if if this film making lots of money and getting lots of attention teaches the studios to make interesting films rather than just try and be Marvel, I'm all for it. That's fine. It has all this talk about it. It hasn't made me not want to see it anymore, which often happens after the film actually comes out. I just stop caring about these things. But this one, it's I'm still curious about it. I don't know if I'll like it or not. So I, I, I'll i see it sometime in the
1: future. If any, if any of you who are listening have an opinion on Joker, please do let us know. I'd be really interested to see what other people made of this. All right. Right, James, uh, I, that's my long review done. What have you been watching? I, in
0: the times since we recorded, I think probably two or three times ago now, have watched The Entirety of The Wire. Oh wow, yeah. that's, that's a lot. Well I started watching it, it was going to be my leisurely watch an episode while you're having your breakfast and your coffee before work oh, yeah. um, show, and then uh, when I was halfway through season 2 I appended to the episodes where the, where it was the tagline uh, available for 16 days and I went, oh oh alright, 16 case- days it is so I, I just, I bumped through it so I didn't talk about it last time we recorded but I, I have now finished the whole thing and it is as good as ever.
1: Just just to be clear, this is the mid-2000s Idris Elba-led crime TV series? Mid-2000s, yeah. You're basically
0: right with it. It was, it was made a fair long time ago in terms of media consumption for, for, for this podcast, since we usually talk about upcoming films and TV. Um, but surprisingly, the show gets better as time progresses, as time passes in real life. Unlike most shows which, you know, get a bit dated and uh, you start noticing mistakes and the effects and stuff start falling apart. This show is just so grounded in reality that it just keeps getting better. And it is, and you, you, you watch it and it speaks to issues that are still occurring in, uh, it's based in Baltimore. So it speaks to issues that are still a problem in Baltimore now. It speaks to issues that are a problem worldwide. In in all in, in places like this now, it's like similar issues that you see in Glasgow, things like that. There's all kinds of things that this show depicts so realistically and so heartbreakingly that you just end up feeling everything as the show goes on and you can't stop and it keeps getting better. And each season has a different theme. One of them is kind of about the decline of white, blue collar work. Okay. One of them is about education systems, letting people down or letting kids down when they're from struggling so to speak backgrounds and it's an astounding show uh if, if if anyone hasn't seen it i recommend it more than any other show like this is beyond
1: breaking bad good oh really yeah okay well funny you talked about breaking bad there because i've seen el camino which is for those of you who are hearing about it for the first time the netflix film which catches up with jesse pinkman aka aaron paul in the Initial moments after the end of Breaking Bad, which ended six years ago. Yeah, have you seen this yet, James? I have not seen
0: this yet. My Netflix station slash living room has been occupied. Okay,
1: Uh, I'll give you a very brief review. It's very good. It's now I say this just as a comment. It's unnecessary, right? But. It's still very good. Right. It's not like it's, oh, why did they bother making it? Because it's, it's Breaking Bad's lore. It's shot in the same way. It's written really well. Aaron Paul's excellent. And, uh, and it brings back some familiar faces uh, more than you'd expect as well. It tells a really good story. So yeah, very enjoyable. Go That's watch good it to hear. So kind of like additional finale. It's essentially the epilogue. Yeah. And it's, and it's great because it gives you closure on uh, on Jesse Pinkman.
0: Yeah, yeah, Breaking Bad did leave you wanting a wee bit more, but didn't ever feel like you needed it. Precisely. So, precisely.
1: But this is this is done really well. Now you
0: have the option to actually get the closure if you want it. That's pretty cool. I'll watch it when I when I get to see my my living room back again one day in the future. <laughs> okay. Uh, I you may be reading our little Google.com and thinking to yourself, oh, James watched Shutter Island. That was made ages ago. Wrong. Yeah. I read Shutter Island. That was written ages ago. You read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw the film Wow. 10 years ago, even, even more than 10 years ago. And it was great. It's a great film. Um, but I was curious as to how good the book would be. And the book is also great. It's a great book. And if you have seen the film, yeah, you can still read the book. You don't have to just be like, oh, if you read it, you already know the ending. What's the point of reading it? The book's still great, and re-exploring that story and witness and like seeing it all happening from a different perspective because films and books can't have the same perspective is really cool. So I highly recommend reading *Shutter Island*. It's very short comparatively to other uh, novels. It's not too long. Is it Stephen King? Uh, no,
1: Dennis. Oh no, Lehane? Lahane. <laughs> great. The Household Name Plane. of Dennis Lane. Okay, two more very short reviews from me. The first one is Between Two Ferns, the movie. Oh. This is the YouTube series with Zach Galifianakis, you may remember from several years ago, which they've now made into a spoof fly-on-the-wall documentary on Netflix. They tried to make it The Office. Yeah, it's it's about 70... Eight, 79 minutes long Right And the I said this to you earlier On Saturday At the uh bowling stag do Yeah it's a, it's a sad state of affairs When the best part Of your comedy Are the End credit bloopers But that is The best part Of Between Two Ferns The movie There are maybe Three or four Chuckles Light laughs Throughout the actual film Right Some of it is just Purely written And not funny The best stuff Is is at the end when essentially zach and his celeb pals who he gets on between two ferns are corpsing because they're unable to, to say their lines without laughing yeah and is honestly if you got 10 minutes not even that five minutes go find between two ferns the movie on netflix skip to the very end watch the bloopers they're very funny yeah, there we go. I'm not surprised by this because it looked very
0: confused the whole time. And the funniest thing about Between the Two Ferns is the actual thing that happens. So, yeah, it makes sense.
1: And uh, the last thing I saw was you saw last month. I finally finished the Amazon Prime series, The Boys, which is the Carl Urban led anti superhero TV, TV series. series. It wants to be Watchmen, but different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I watched all of that on my phone on planes, so it didn't oh, wow. quite have the cinematic experience oh, I was hoping that's for. That's a shame. That being said, I absolutely loved it. Hey, you know, I had, to to the extent that I had to rewatch the final ten minutes twice, just because I was a bit like, r- r- "What? Okay, right? Wow, Ooh. well, huh? I'm going to watch that again." Huh? Uh, so, season two, please hurry up. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, no, they definitely earned. There's season two, and I, I do want to see more. Very interested to see where it goes from here. Yeah, and some very very savage deaths. So don't watch with your mum.
0: Oh yeah, no, it,
1: yeah, don't watch with your mum. Yeah, unless your mum
0: loves that kind of stuff,
1: in which case, <laughs> definitely watch it with your mum. Um, shall we talk some actual movie news and do a, a classic cease operate handbrake turn? Are we doing a Are we doing a handbrake turn? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Um, so America. There's a handbrake turn. We just mention it and everyone's just sad now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just easing people in. So yeah. this is the uh sorry, this is the Turkey Syria ongoing oh, man, um, yeah. political, national, military incident in which Donald Trump <laughs> that, There, yeah, no, that's that works. pulled out US troops from northern Syria. Yeah. Which then meant that the Turkish president Erdogan uh, decided to push his troops into Syria because the Americans had gone home imagine and in the last week or so scores of kurdish civilians and children yeah. have been killed yeah. by mortar shells gunfire uh, and suicide bombings which are car bombs i should say um which isis are now claiming responsibility for despite the fact that isis had long since believed to have been crushed by the americans forces last year yeah Donald trump has now come out to say to say actually the kurds are safer than ever oh and by the way they're not angels that is a that is a quote from Donald trump
0: yeah it's it's okay to abandon our allies to the hands of enemies and other nations because they are not perfect and even the children aren't perfect they deserved this and they're also safe now because they're all dead So no
1: more of them can die because they all already have. It's perfect. So Trump has now said uh, that actually, yeah, he did it because the Kurds, Uh, Syrians uh, and uh, Turks are all fighting over land and America has nothing to do with it. And therefore the troops are now safe. So therefore everybody's happy. But the troops and the language of his VP, Mike Pence, and of Mike Pompeo has been completely different. They're essentially flying to Turkey to meet the political leaders, Erdogan included, to say, please stop. If you keep doing this, well, we're going to sanction you. Yeah, basically. So...
0: Ooh, sanctions. The one. Oh, I know, right. What do they ever do? The one thing that Trump is right about here is that America has no business being there. Yeah, that's true. Because America was there and because America hasn't been in so many places, we have ISIS and we have all these crises. Um, however, just because you aren't supposed to be somewhere... And just because the smart thing to do would be to leave that place, you got to leave it well. You got to, you got to withdraw in such a way as to not just allow some rando who's asked you on the phone to please leave so I can bomb people, to please bomb people. You can't just get a call from Turkey to be like, please, we want to create a safe zone by literally killing everybody in it. Please, please, please leave, take, take, take all your troops out and leave the civilians behind so we can kill them all and then go, oh yeah we don't
1: belong there anyway. Let's just leave so they can kill all the civilians. The reason that Erdogan is pushing on with this offensive is because he wants to create what he's calling a 30-kilometer deep buffer zone between Turkey and Syria. Basically, there's this essentially demilitarized area of Syria, which is free of uh, everybody. So that means using death to do it. Yeah,
0: now imagine that as a plan, but without... Killing and bombing everyone to achieve it. That could have been a good withdrawal plan. If, you know, the, the world as a whole could oversee this this buffer zone being created. Not that I think it's necessary. But in the process, Turkey's just been liberating prisons full of ISIS troops. Because now everybody's leaving them and abandoning them to get to safety. And a whole bunch of mess is happening. A whole bunch of innocent people are dying. And once again, the Kurds have been betrayed by the general Western countries. And it's embarrassing. We're
1: terrible people. We are the bad guys. Indeed we are. James, uh, let's move on. Time is ticking down. And so is Brexit, because it's happening... Uh, in my, on my birthday in about if, two weeks' if time. We,
0: if we come to a deal um, literally tomorrow uh, as of time
1: of recording, which, as of time of recording, <laughs> isn't looking very good. Right, so the phrase that's currently being used is difficult but possible yeah. to get a yeah. Brexit deal over the line before <laughs> the EU meets uh, tomorrow, which is uh, Thursday. <laughs> James, do you believe that things... Have shifted, are nah. shifting, there seems to be a little bit of resistance from the Imagine. DUP and some Tory uh, backbenchers. Yeah, no, we got exactly the same problem as we've had all along, wherein the
0: EU and the UK might be able to gr- agree on something to do with Ireland, but it's never going to be something that leaves the DUP happy, or leaves other people who want uh, no border happy, because yeah. it's going to end up with a border between us and Northern Ireland, or them and Ireland Ireland. There's, there's not a borderless solution, um. so nobody's going to be happy. It's, it's impossible. So the latest I've seen is that the DUP will not vote on what Boris is currently presenting because it will separate Northern Ireland from the rest of the UK, quite
1: quite literally. So what, what do you think that means then for for Brexit? Because I believe, this is just my opinion, I believe Boris has seen uh, and has been advised of the economic chaos and what's going to happen to the country if no deal happens i believe he he... wants chaos no 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 genuinely i believe he wants to get a deal because then he can go to the people and say i i said we'd we'd have brexit on on october 31st and uh, look i got you brexit and that's that's genuinely what i believe he wants to do because if he fails then everybody's going to say hey you said you were get brexit no no, no, no no no
0: what boris wants is to get a deal with the eu and then it to be the other party's faults that the deal doesn't get through parliament Okay. So he's going to end up with some deal with the EU and he's going to look like he's trying his best to chat to the DUP and to chat to all the other parties and get a deal that everybody likes but nobody's going to like the deal because it is impossible to get a deal that everybody likes because of the nature of Brexit and then because he's got the agreement with the EU he gets to say look I want uh, no deal and I've gone so far as the good patriot I am to even get you a deal because I'm such a good patriot and then it's, he's going to say, and it's the DUP's fault that this one's not gone through, and it's Labour's fault that it's not gone through, and you should exclusively vote for the Conservatives in the general election, which is coming up in a month, and then they're going to start the general election process.
1: you believe an election is going to happen As soon
0: as Boris Johnson makes the deal with the EU and it gets rejected by Parliament and we get the EU extension, the first thing that's going to happen is general election. While that is what I believe will happen, there are other things that might happen along the lines of agreeing to a second referendum. Oh boy!
1: Okay, well, funny thing you should say that, James, because uh, let's finish up the serious news by talking about the SNP conference in which the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, said a second referendum on Scottish independence might must happen next year and she also confirmed that she will be asking the uk government for formal consent to hold said referendum in 2020 and she's going to ask them by the way before oh boy. before the end of this year so she's only got like two months to do it she's writing that letter now the, the main issue here james and i am interested to hear what you think she says the westminster has no right to block the request and its opposition to indyref Ref 2 is not sustainable. However, right. that goes if you take that comment, okay, fair enough. Westminster have consistently said they will not grant this Section 30 order to allow them a referendum. They've they've literally from day one after the vote in 2014 said, Nope, that's it. No more uh referendums. So what so who caves and who wins this? Uh well because sorry, because also also Sturgeon said she's not going to do a Catalonia and just hold a hold a hold a, a pretend hold one. a referendum themselves and say hey look everybody look what we did and the UK say yeah well we don't care we didn't let you, we didn't allow you to do it. Yeah.
0: I mean it, no matter what even if she wanted to do that no matter what she goes for no matter what the SNP go for here they end up being the winners. Because either they make Westminster cave and we get a referendum, and then it looks like the SNP are strong, and that's great for them. Or Westminster don't cave, and it looks like they don't respect the wills of the Scottish people to get a referendum because we voted for a party that promised us one. Um, and how dare they withhold that from a democratically elected party? Or they they get that, and then they hold one anyway, and just see whatever happens. If the UK is like, "Hey, look, your fake referendum, you lost," then Scottish go- the Scottish government goes. Liars. It doesn't matter. How dare you even acknowledge it because it's not real. You guys are weak. And if Westminster, if we won the fake, fake referendum and got independent, and yes, I say won because it would be the best thing for us, uh, then Westminster doesn't recognize it. And we look even better again, because how dare they not recognize this nationwide referendum. There's no
1: losing here for the SNP unless they play their cards real, real poorly. It's the one thing that they have done consistently is that they've played the political landscape very adeptly, yeah, very adroitly, yeah, very well. Yeah, they've done it
0: very well, James. The only, the only question I'm left with is whether they should be trying to push for it before
1: or after Brexit is concluded. Uh, well, considering this is because they probably want it to happen before. Yeah, I, I presume there will be some official day because obviously Halloween is not. Brexit day. Yeah, it's not like, going to well, happen. I don't think Halloween. it is.
0: Uh, at me if I'm wrong. Just at me and say you're wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: At, like I mean, in real life.
1: At me in real life. I w- I would agree entirely in that. Yes, I do believe that an independent Scotland is the best solution, considering the absolute mess of the last three, now coming up to four years. Considering the fact that most of our policies are decided by people south of the border. It's decided by 600 English and Welsh MPs in London. Yeah, and the lords. Don't forget
0: the lords, of which one is Alan Sugar.
1: Ah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Okay, James, let's uh, wrap up by talking 100 miles an hour about some <laughs> movie news <laughs> and trailers. Let's just start with uh, some actual news imaginary friends is a new film coming your way very soon uh, starring ryan reynolds and john krasinski yeah Uh, james this is i believe a character who can see everybody uh, who can see everybody and talk to everybody's imaginary friends yeah and has to convince the evil ones not to be evil something like that yeah so the main character
0: is able to actually see all the imaginary friends in the world, including people who have been forgotten by their human friend. Oh right. And the 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 part that it, just, it sounds like a decent concept, but it just it also sounds so cheesy because it's like, and some discarded imaginary friends turn evil. So our hero must work with all of his friend imaginary mm. friends to save the world. And it's like, well, what? Save the world from imaginary things? <clears throat> It's not selling it. I'm sure it will eventually, but currently it's not selling it. But it must be okay because everybody wanted this film.
1: Yeah, okay, let's move on. Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Selina Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, in the new Batman movie, which is, of course, Robert Pattinson uh, playing the caped crusader. Thoughts on this, Zoe Kravitz? I like this. She already has been Catwoman as well, so... She was in a Lego movie, Catwoman, I believe. Did we know that Jeffrey Wright is in negotiations to be Commissioner Gordon? Oh, I had not heard that one. That's cool, if, if that no, happens. In
0: general, this film's looking like it's coming together all right. Better than Pat Flick, but you never know. It still could all go wrong, but this is a cool casting thing for Catwoman. I like this. It's, it fits well with some of the Catwoman in the comics.
1: Uh, one more piece of movie news. Venom 2, uh, which is building towards, by the way, a Venom Spider-Man battle at some point that was uh... oh, yeah. did we get to talk about spider-man
0: becoming marvel again uh, no i don't think we did did that hey remember that time that i was so celebratory because spider-man was not going to be marvel anymore and it was hilarious that got undone and now spider-man's in marvel again because sony didn't want to give up half of the earnings but they did want to give up a quarter
1: <laughs> okay anyway cowards so sony, Vin- you're cowards Vin- <laughs> Venom is um, essentially on a trajectory to fight Spider Man, but in Venom 2, uh, he is going to be fighting Carnage, who was teased at the end of the first one by Woody Harrelson, yeah. and a new Marvel villain called Shriek. Yeah, who's like Carnage's love, love interest, interest in the
0: comics, I'm going to say. Yeah, so it's like, it's not too big a surprise, but
1: also Sony doing their Sony thing and just adding one extra bad guy for each sequel. Also, the film is due out in less than a year. Yeah, and they're only due to start shooting it next year. I don't get it. How is that going to work? <laughs> By not paying the CG people well
0: enough <laughs> and not giving did that them enough the time. One. Yeah, here's your one month to do ten days' work of no, ten days, ten years' work of. <coughs> go use your words. Worth of work each. There we go. No, I'll try that one again. Colin. Do it. Yeah. I won't even do that. Just use that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, nah, they g- still give the CG guys about five percent of the time they need and about ten percent of the budget
1: right james we have five trailers here but i only want to show four because time is ticking away which one shall we just talk about and say it exists uh we should just talk about oh wait no we should just talk about oh i got no idea
0: colin okay well, i to give you... that's the
1: first trailer for it no no <laughs> i want to talk about that <laughs> right let me just say, well let's no, talk you... about do little let's start from do little yeah Right, Do little you can watch that yourself because it's, I'd say, the most so popular can, wait, trailer out pause, there. Pause,
0: pause. Can you hear my cat? I can't. My cat has gone mental. She's <laughs> running around, jumping on everything, trying to bite me. I don't know
1: what's happening because nothing is moving in the whole room except her. I mean, it may well be because I've talked, I've said the word Doolittle and he can speak to animals. She no, no, Doolittle, the character, can speak to animals. Oh,
0: right. I th- no, sorry, <laughs> my, my cat can speak to animals and she's a sheep and right. Dr.
1: Doolittle is an animal. So, first of all, this film, which is Robert Downey Jr., Oh, as dr Doolittle you can go and find this trailer yourself um oh dear it used to be called the voyage of dr Doolittle it's now been shortened to just his surname <laughs> they, they realized that that sounded too much like a mm-hmm. narnia film absolutely I, I was gonna say the voyage of the Don <laughs> Doolittle uh, yeah so this trailer showed very little and it oh, to me man. was just sorry that was a unintentional pun it showed very little. Of Little and uh, it just seemed to be like Robert Downey Jr. reprising his Sherlock Holmes character, but
0: like with an even worse accent that is very clearly being recorded in post. It sounded so out of place. And, I couldn't stand uh, his his voice work. I don't think it was done in post at all. I just think he has a terrible accent. No, no, no. It was it was definitely recorded. All recordings are done are in post. No, they're not. But it was just yeah, they are they're absolutely um, not. Yeah, everything is recorded in 4 c No, it's not. Every nope. single line of cinema is nope. ADR. What? Yeah, everything. Absolutely everything. Shut up. No, it's not. It now. I'm going to become Hollywood and let you know when I am Hollywood that I was right. That's, abs- um, that's
1: absolutely not true.
0: But no, all his ones, they just, they sounded like he was in a tiny little booth, no matter where he was. He sounded like he was in a tiny wee sound booth tr- trying to do a phony accent and that that was like the best part of the trailer was how bad his accent was. Okay,
1: let's talk the about the whole
0: thing looks so dumb and unnecessary and oh, I can't believe it's getting made. It looks it looks
1: it looks like something that someone in the sixties would think was good. Or someone in their sixties. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Okay, let's talk about my favorite trailer on this list, Bojack Horseman. Is back for one final season. The show is being canned by Netflix because Netflix are the worst, and they're canceling everything. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Well, Netflix suspiciously canning a show after the season after the animators unionized. Oh, hey, well, exactly. Yeah. So this yeah, is everyone, season... everyone
0: starts working a union.
1: Netflix will cancel your show. This is uh, now the final season of BoJack. It's being shown in, or rather, streamed in two parts. Here's a trailer. Dear Diane, hello, this is a letter. Rehab is making me write a letter to a friend because I guess letter writing is therapeutic? I hear it did wonders for the Zodiac Killer. Anyway, rehab's going fine. I'm a strong, independent woman, doing it all.
0: I haven't even had a spare minute to think of a name. Don't worry about it. My parents didn't name me until I was born. I turned out great, right? Right?
1: Right? Today sucks. The story of my life is that I never get anything nice. James, for me, this was just more of the same. And when I say that, that's a compliment because BoJack yeah. is my favorite show. Basically, it looks like, looks like a normal BoJack season. So I'm happy. I, I
0: kind of hope that BoJack, you know, gets better. By yeah, the end. I was going to say, I was going to ask, how do they give him closure? I think the show would be best if they don't. And it, he just ends up back at square
1: one. Because, oh, I can hear your cat now. I, yeah, she's, she's, she's going crazy. It's, it's really weird. I didn't mean to mention Do little, *Zelda*. I'm sorry. So for me, for me, part of me wants to see Bojack have his big finale where he rides off into the sunset. But also, that's in reality not really how life goes. Yeah. So I, like, I don't see the sunset for
0: him. And if it does, it's very sad. There's not really unless like they'd have to introduce a new character for him to you know tie up his story with I don't, I don't i don't it's hard to put him back at square one as well though because there's so many new yeah things in his life to keep him steady um so i don't know maybe he'll just die at the end okay the last you know what the last episode it's gonna be the the funeral episode from last season but somebody else does the monologue this time
1: oh interesting. Yeah. okay let's uh talk we have got three more trailers let's talk about uncut gems because i was very defensive about it this <laughs> is and hold your breath for this adam sandler in a serious drama in which he is being talked about for awards recognition here's a trailer
0: you're taking my money all over town placing bets
1: i'm having very serious second thoughts are
0: you serious right now
1: i know i fucked up
0: Where's the money right now? Howard, got my money? Howard! Is it too late? I'm done. It means nothing. It
1: meant nothing. Please. Give me another shot. Right, James. I'm presuming you've seen this. What do you think? Yeah, I watched this trailer. It looks, it looks like a pretty great
0: film. I'm not surprised Adam Sandler's doing a good project now.
1: I am surprised. Nah. Why? He's
0: had enough of his Netflix and friends films.
1: No, but Netflix have just like given him more money to make more.
0: Yeah, so so he worked he worked the algorithm. He made his cheap dumb films with his friends where he had like 10 years of perpetual holiday making these really dumb ideas for yep. films. And he kept getting more and more budget for them and they kept making more and more money. So now he's a trusted producer. And Netflix goes, here's even more money and he goes it is time to get the awards, and he's going to surprise us all with how amazing this film is.
1: Yeah, so this is the, uh, and you can what go watch the trailer. I'd recommend it. First of all, he looks like this is a silly thing to say. He looks like he's aged, but he has. Well,
0: yeah, he has.
1: Um, and but they're 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 holding him. They're holding him up. Yeah. Just, I'm I'm really really interested to see this movie, but also as we've touched on before, Sandler's career choices. Up, You know, he made three good movies in the 90s, and that was about it. After that, he just went to the same tired, terrible, unfunny comedy films, which still made money because people would go and see him because he was in it. Yeah. So why, after all this time, does he decide to do a movie which is now being critically acclaimed and will undoubtedly win something from, like, the, I don't know, Screen Actors Guild or the... independent spirit awards or golden globes he like you'll absolutely he's gonna win something yeah and it's because all along
0: he's secretly been a very talented very intelligent person
1: you can see it in some of his which was clear in his early films and then he just did nothing for the last two decades but it's
0: also been clear in some of his smaller comedy things that he's been making and so he's done some on stage stuff he's done some musical stuff every now and then He's been putting out something that shows that he still has creativity and that he still is clever and smart. He's, he's like um, he's like the comedy Matthew McConaughey. He might be doing his little rec- his. Li- <laughs> I was going to say reconnaissance, but that would, that would have just been a different thing entirely. <laughs> he he might be doing his <laughs> his his uh, grand entrance into the world of serious acting with this because yeah, it's just he's probably tired of making the same thing over and over again. I'm sure he's been tired since day one. And as much fun as it is to just get drunk And make dumb films with your friends I'm sure it also doesn't really satisfy uh, your brain It doesn't make you feel like you've made something worthwhile yeah. So he's wanting to make worthwhile
1: stuff And all, I'm, I'm all for it he's, he's, he's a decent guy Okay, let's talk about uh, Jungle Cruise <sighs> This is Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson In a Disney movie Here we go not a good time. My brother and I are looking for passage upriver. Please go away. I have a lot of money. If you believe in legends, you should believe in curses too. You're gonna beg me to turn back.
0: Well, I look forward to disappointing you.
1: Ten thousand to bring you there alive. Dead is fifteen thousand. Why should I pay more dead? dead i'd have to carry you that's a lot harder lady
0: oh yeah oh dear I,
1: I i'm sorry as much as i really do like Dwayne, seems like a lovely guy and emily is one of my favorite actresses uh, favorite faces in films really uh, top top 10 but uh this is absolutely horrible
0: yep again it's like something someone in the 60s would try to make um, yeah but with, exactly but with modern cameras and budgets it's like, okay, we're gonna. It's done. It's tired. It's over. Please stop it. I think what happened here's what happened. They, this is because this is Disney. Yeah. So they saw a competitor release The Mummy, the new The Mummy film, and it was dire. It was. But nobody ever stops talking about how good the original Mummy film was. So this is their attempt to make The Original Mummy. <laughs> the Mummy. Cause that's an excellent film. Yeah, I mean the first one's quite good film. And I can't say any anything technically good about it. I can't commend the script. I can't say anything that's actually like award worthy of that film. Even the effects are terrible. But <laughs> it is an excellent film that I would watch happily any day of the week. So Disney are trying to make that, but they're way too late and it's way too manufactured. It doesn't look it doesn't look genuine at any point.
1: And Dwayne is fast falling into the, the role of... In fact, he's already there. Anytime I watch yeah. him in a film, I'm just like, it's Dwayne. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. As opposed to, just to go back to, to Joker to bring this full circle, you believe you're watching the character. You don't believe it's Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Dwayne never gets lost in the role. The role always becomes
1: Dwayne. But it's, it's also unhelpful when you're six three and 300 pounds of pure lean muscle like you're pretty recognizable certainly be it would certainly be harder for someone like like mr Dwayne
0: to get lost in the role but there's people that are far more recognizable than he is that still manage to do it that's very true i think Clooney does it every time i think brad pitt would do it every time okay that's fair enough and i'm picking them because they're like the front face of the magazine actors Um, So maybe Dwayne can do it. Maybe one day he's going to enter to serious film mode and make a thing that everyone's going to be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's actually managing it. And then Adam Sandler will give him a handshake. And they'll walk off into the sunset together. (laughs) Okay,
1: that's the end of BoJack Horseman, right there. Uh, One final trailer, actually.
0: Yeah, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson and Adam the (laughs) Adam the Sand Sandler are gonna uh, (laughs) be the eulogizers for the final episode of BoJack season six.
1: Okay, one final trailer, which came out a couple of weeks ago: "Birds of Prey" and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That came out. Here we go. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Joker
1: and I broke
0: up.
1: a fresh start. Spectacular. Hey. Miss Queen, she brought me.
0: Who are you guys? You need me.
1: Hey, James, this has uh, Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. as the Someone. villain of the piece. Yeah, kind of. Margot Robbie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and a host of other uh, fabulous actors. Did you like the trailer?
0: Nah, it looked kind of just exactly what you'd think it would be. Yeah, yeah. I, None I of agree. it was interesting or surprising. Oh, I'm bad guy. I have captured you all. Ho, ho, ho. What are you going to do? You might have to work together to escape, even though you've all got
1: such... Different personalities and quirks. <laughs> do, do you know what this reminded me of? Well, t- two things. First of all, it just seemed like Suicide Squad, except they're all inside. Yeah, and they all and they're all women.
0: Yeah, kind
1: of. And 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 second of all, the only thing this trailer was missing was "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was, t- and they may They so may well do, uh, may well do further trailers, and that yeah. song may come up. Trailer right? two, official trailer two will have that. It was maybe they'll have like a slow, sad cover of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it just to me was tired, unoriginal. I mean, it's it still else... interesting. Yeah. It's Hollywood going for
0: the cheap feminism cash grab, and I don't think they will actually be rendering fem- feminism any favors.
1: I agree. Uh, and as much as I will still go and see this film, because that's what I do.
0: Well, no, similar to Suicide Squad. It won't look good, but everyone's going to go see it. Yeah. And Harley Quinn's going to get even more popular somehow. To me,
1: this is going to be an, a straight middle of the roads, five out of ten, two and a half stars kind of movie. No, does, yeah. does, nothing, like, while, does nothing new, but is is fine.
0: While I agree with the aspects of the film where like, men are generally the bad guys and women are generally trapped... I don't think this film is going to speak to those things in any realistic or helpful way. And it's just going to be people trying to be funny and people trying to explode things. And then, oh, we're done.
1: <laughs> James, time is long since gone. How do people get in touch if they wish to do so? Uh, if you want
0: to... Which they should. Which you should do. If well, Yeah, no, if. Get in touch. Don't. Don't. Don't feel pressured to. I don't mean to make you feel pressured to. <laughs> Email the show. Uh, seesawparade at gmail.com is for you. Where you, where you want to send your emails to. Uh, if you want to send an email specifically to Colin, you might want to get his email address for that. That um, no, you can figure it out. Yeah. You can tweet us at parade and there's also a Snapchat available for your Snapchatting pleasure. Again, parade is the username. Please review things so that we can read your reviews
1: and stop having our own opinions on the air. And stop stealing yeah, and it would stop me stealing other people's reviews without their permission. Yeah. Yeah. We,
0: what we should do is just subtweet everybody. Everybody in the world. We should reply to it with can we use this on our production <laughs> if you like this tweet, it is you. It's it's expressing endorsement. permission and consent for us to use your opinions. Great idea.
1: James, thank you very yeah. much. And I will see, I will speak to you again. Next week. Oh
0: boy, next week it is. Thank you for listening to the Bumper episode, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, Colin. (laughs) Goodbye, Dr. Doolittle. See ya. I literally mean it. Don't get released.